For the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast is fueled by the Manshake. I lost 30 kilos in 10 months using this meal replacement shake. If you want to support the show and Max and my weight loss journey, or to even start your own, click the link in the description below. The Manshake. Real blokes, real results. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culture is PlayStation podcast over 40 years of playing PlayStation, eight plus years in that games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live. You can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation podcast. If you are listening on the uh, uh, podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopcultures, as well as our merchandise store, popcultures.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. I'm fucking tired today, dude. I am wrecked. Yep. You're almost fucked up in the same spot. <laughs> I know. I know. It's because my brain is a little melty. Uh, so what did, What were you drinking last night? What What caused the... So, uh, friend, so fr- friend of mine, Jay, uh, it was their birthday. Uh, so they had a, a trivia night. This was online. It was, it was myself and our friend Craig and a bunch of other... Uh, friends that i've made through uh the local wrestling scene uh yeah they ran this really cool trivia night and it was it was fucking awesome so the the stipulation was get classy as classy as you can in lockdown grab a drink we're gonna play some trivia so i did i i got uh from the waist up fancy i had a nice a nice uh white button shirt on with my with my lovely blue uh uh, blazer my lovely navy blue blazer uh so i was looking fucking schmick i was looking pretty pretty uh pretty attractive if i do say so myself the wang out under the table and then it was all dick out i was winnie pooing that bad boy (laughs) under the table like it was uh it it was great (laughs) yeah so i had uh to my to my right i had my decanter with my uh, turkey one on one 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 in there, a couple of, couple things of coke. So I'm sitting here just sipping whiskey, and it was funny. Like uh, as as I brought it in, because I brought I was I was I clued my wife in on the bit. I'm like, hey, I'm catching up with Jay and their fr- and my other friends. We're gonna go sit down and have some business. So I, I bought the tray. She's like, that's you're not gonna just mindlessly drink all that, are you? I'm like, well, not all of it. Um, and that is correct. I didn't mindlessly drink all of it. I did mind- mindlessly drink a lot of it. Um. So yeah, so I, I ended up getting to bed about, I don't know, quarter to four this morning. Uh, so I'm a little bit, and then I was up at uh, 9.30. My alarm went off at eight because I, I had to, I knew I had to get up 
uh, for 10. So I guested uh, on a, a podcast, a friend of the show, uh, J- uh, Jason and Travis. Uh, they're from a podcast in the US called uh, the Jewel Sense Podcast. So they're another PlayStation pod. Uh, they reached out and were like, hey man, uh, Travis is away on a bachelor, bachelor party because they can rub it in because they can do things in the US apparently. Uh, and, then, and it was like, hey, would, I would love you to come on the show. And I'm like, fucking hey, why not? So here I am, like freshly woken up. I just jammed two pieces of toast in my face because I felt uneasy. Uh, I just jammed two bits of peanut butter toast in my face. I had a cup of tea and I said, and I was like, hey, let's talk fucking PlayStation. <laughs> and because like, he messaged me at like, like quarter to four being like, hey man, here's the run sheet for the show. And I'm like, hey, bleh. he's like, what fucking time is it for you? I'm like, it's quite out of <laughs> like i've been back room drinking and he's like it's gonna be fun tomorrow isn't it? i'm like yup <laughs> jeez so um that was my evening anyway uh yeah so we, it was great chatting chatting having a damn good time uh i i, re- I really needed it actually so like mm. after the last couple of weeks of, as i said have been relatively stressful um just with new roles and stuff at work i was able to redistribute some of those roles this week uh, some some of that those tasks this week uh as well as also be able to interview a bunch of my uh staff for a new senior role uh for them to take what my old role used to be that was nice but it was it was very much a brilliant just complete you know deep, mm. like, remove all that shit for for a couple of hours i just escaped it out of my head and i got to sit and relax and have some fun and have, have a couple of drinks and it was very needed very very mm. needed and I, I do feel a sense of of at ease and uh relaxation because i know in previous weeks i've talked about how like i was feeling pretty shit house for the longest mm. time i have kind of picked up an, i have kind of, i have kind of hit an upswing um i don't know what's going on like maybe maybe it is the work things have changed um but yeah like i feel like i'm in that real upwards upward trajectory of my mm. own mental health at the moment right now so it's good well i i also had that feeling this week so following on from last week where i mentioned that you know our our land settlement kind of fell through and all this crap happened um on wednesday we we got our notice of assessments back from the from the taxation office we sent it through our broker straight away um the bank's like yep cool we're gonna set um we're gonna set the new settlement date for friday everything's good you've done everything you can possibly do nothing can go wrong Sweet. I let, I let my solicitor know, my conveyancer know, everything's going good. And then I get an email from my um, my conveyancer Thursday afternoon. Mm. And I'm like, oh, oh no, what's what's gone wrong? You know, after the track record we've had. Fear, fear the worst, yeah. And um, in the in the in the email is a forwarded email from from the other side's solicitors, and they've turned around and gone. Uh, to our understanding that none of this was your fault, so we're not going to charge you the penalty rates for hey! breaking the settlement date by nine days. So they waived all of the fees and everything is now settled. And I'm now a landowner. Congratulations. <laughs> I saw a photo and I can confirm that it is land. So th- this this just this, this dense weight of dread that I've had hanging over me for like the last nine days has just gone and lifted you know i rang i rang my boss um 
Thursday afternoon. I said, look, I need it. You know, I need a couple of days. I'm super stressed out. This is what's happening. I just, I need to get, I need a couple of days to get my head on straight. So I've got a few days off next week and I can kind of just relax. And now that, now that this is all dealt with, I get to play the waiting game for a couple of months before we can start our build. And then I'll get to play that game again once, you know, everything goes wrong that in that <laughs> for that because oh, it has been an arduous task we've been looking at trying to purchase land since september of last year and it's now the end of august and we're finally settled yeah there has it, been a whole pandemic in there is, but even then it has been crazy yeah well congratulations but, everything, but everything's everything's going well now so that's that's good yeah. so it's out near my way yeah yeah so it's actually um Basically, driving to your place from my place, you take the left before entering your estate. Oh damn! We're gonna be right near each other. But it's at the it's on the um the other highway. It's on that side. Uh, so I know that means nothing to anybody listening and or watching. Yeah. Uh, we're not we're not it, we're not, we're not it, it, it it changes my fifteen minute drive from my place to yours to about a five minute drive. Sweet. That. that that means like when lockdowns are a thing aren't a thing, we can do more things mm. yeah especially puck it doesn't affect puck at all puck's like i have fucking no idea where either of you are because <laughs> he's in that country that can go and do that can go and do things so uh, uh but yeah speaking of days off like my uh my boss's boss was like hey ryan needs some time off because he's, he's done too many hours so essentially there's i will be getting a day off uh paid like not not even annual leave just like you, all time in lieu and so mm. name the date and it's yours. So with AEW's All Out coming up, uh, not this coming Monday, the Monday after, I think I might swing the Monday off. Nice. Watch pay-per-view. Nice. Yeah, I just wanted a long weekend. Mm. And then I just took an extra few days. <laughs> I've got like three weeks of leave up my sleeve. Mm. And I figured that because of the lockdown that we're in now, I'm very quiet at work. So I figured, you know, it's probably it'll a good be time easy to replace yeah. me. Now's, now's probably a good time when it's not hectic. So. Yeah. But with that time off, though, you'll be able to play some sweet games, Max. Probably that, not because my wife's working. Oh, what a bitch. <laughs> uh, like, that is the one benefit of being locked down. You presumably can play some games. Max, what is it that you have been playing on your PlayStation this week? I've been playing a grand total of two games this week. I've been very, very slack this week. So, Have you so been heavily invested in those two games? Yeah, fairly. Yeah, <laughs> I've only two games, but fuck, did I uh, get intense in those games? So, um, there's a there's a game podcast I listen to listen to called DLC, and they've they've coined the phrase a game you're married to. It's the mm -hmm. game that you constantly come back to, that no matter what, you kind of just keep playing. And that's currently for me Destiny Two. So this week, uh, the new season dropped. So there's uh, a bunch of new content. Uh, that the catch is this this season unfortunately is going to run for the next six months until february when that's they... the season of the splicer or something yeah yeah so this is season of the lost so mm -hmm. season of the season of the splicer ended last week season of the lost has now come in and this is basically the lead up to their big expansion that drops in february next year so so far it's been pretty good they've added a few new things but it'll be that weekly drip of content that they normally provide uh other than that the other big game that i've been playing is ghost of tsushima that is the director's cut. Director's cut of Ghost. So big thank you to uh, PlayStation Australia for providing Max and I the review code uh, for that. So we have had it since I uh, know late the late on the night, the day before of release. Mm. Um, so we didn't really get to spend a whole lot of time with the last week. I did touch upon my early impressions on it, 
uh, last week, but uh, I've spent some more time with it. You've spent some more time with it. Let's chat. Yeah. So I made the wise decision of starting again because I completely forgot how to play that game. I had a bunch of abilities that I didn't know how to use. I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start it again fresh. I'm gonna re, uh, you know, re-dive into it. Watch, rewatch all this, all those cinematics now that it's. Dude, how good is that? I, that opening cause cinematic Because when, when I, because when I first played it, I was playing on like the OG PS4, so not even pro. Now, playing on PS5, I've got a nice fancy 4K screen. It's got HDR. The game is breathtaking. So, um, I, I'm i playing it the same way that I played it last time. So, I'm playing it with uh, the uh, Japanese voice English subtitles. Uh, obviously, you instantly can see that they've fixed the, the, the lip sync. The lip sync's better? <laughs> lip sync is incredibly better. Um, it's, it's not one of those poorly dubbed movies anymore that you that you see uh obviously the big the the other big additions is obviously um it looks prettier the the 3d audio works really well but the the integration for the dual sense controller is absolutely phenomenal uh making sense obviously first party game they want to obviously support the hardware that they've got so you've got you know the standard uh, adaptive triggers when you're pulling bow uh pulling the bow strings the the happy feedback in the controller especially during one of the early cutscenes where you're riding across the screen on your horse and as you go across the screen the vibration moves across the controller to like uh, um to show where you are on the screen it's just it's absolutely fantastic it they've done such a fa- they've done such a fantastic job and i was one of those people because although we got provided a copy uh, by PlayStation Australia, I paid for the upgrade so I could keep my save file um, and move that across. And a lot of the people were concerned that the price tag for the upgrade from the PlayStation 4 version to the to the PlayStation 5 Director's Cut version was a bit steep. Uh, so far, I unfortunately haven't been able to check out the Iki Island expansion stuff. Uh, you do have to get to the second island to be able to do that stuff. And because I started again, I'm still lost in the first island i get sidetracked very easily it's uh very easy to go oh what's that over there what's this over here um so i haven't checked out the new content yet uh but from from what i've been playing so far just with the graphical upgrades and stuff it does seem like an easy purchase yeah so i myself uh kept going with my current save i uploaded my old my old ps4 mostly because i knew if i started again i would just i would cave actually probably faster just just before you get too far in they did a brilliant job with the save integration for this game oh it's fantastic by the the fact that i don't have the, the fact that i didn't have to install the ps4 version first and upload a save if you just had your ps4 save on your cloud storage already it just pulls it down and instantly transfers it 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 made life so much easier compared to the uh, to compared to a lot of the older games uh final fantasy 7 remake was probably the most recent one i did where i had to download a hundred gig file to upload my save file just to re-download it that that and avengers were an absolute prick yeah yeah so great big shout out to getting the getting the save transfers sorted 
to make it easier for everyone. Yeah, massive, massive shout out to that. That was by far one of the easiest parts uh, of jumping in uh, to Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Uh, yeah, so I said I myself, I continued on my same uh, same gameplay that I had, the same story that I had before. Save, that's the word I wanted to save. The mm. same save from uh, the last time I played. Now, it is, on, it is on the record of me not being a big fan of uh, Samurai or this... I guess that that part of Ghost of Tsushima because mm-hmm. it just doesn't doesn't tickle my fancy for whatever reason it just doesn't and um, I'm sorry but it just doesn't. Uh, so with that in mind, I have come into this going, all right. Well, you know, for me, this is I need to look at this. I need to uh, put that aside and see my way through it. Uh, now I I'm I similar to yourself. I have not got to the Iki Island stuff mostly because where I left it, I was right in the middle of a main plot point. So I couldn't really fuck off and, and go look at other things. So I was like, yeah. I was like, all right, well, I guess I best uh, swarm this castle and save my uncle, I think, whatever it was. <clears throat> I probably should do that. Uh, and then I think now I've I've since passed that. I'm now in a free free space. So I will go I will go to Iki. So we will have our thoughts on the Iki Island expansion likely uh, in the coming week. Uh, that's certainly my plan is to, to get I'll have over a, there. I'll have a bunch of legend stuff next week because the big legends mm. uh, update for the multiplayer comes out on the 3rd of September. So that's when the, the gear mastery system comes in. That's when the challenge modes for the raid comes in uh, and the new um, multiplayer mode as well, the 2v2 PvP PvE style game mode. So I'll be hitting that up <clears throat> when that drops. So you'll hear a lot more about that yeah. next week hopefully so it, my, my thoughts on the game are pretty mirrored of what i talked about last week and they also kind of mirror max's point as well the game is unquestionably breathtaking uh it is it is stunning the way that lighting works especially now on the ps5 is is tremendous uh the nothing nothing beats that dual sense support uh yeah just running like you can feel the horse like the way it's running on cobblestone compared to pardon me to mud or grass like you feel like that squelchy have you um have you played the flute i have not played the flute yet and felt the rumble while you're playing the flute sounds no crazy that's nuts um yeah so uh yeah so like yeah combat feels feels uh good so i'm playing on the up up frame rate so like the mat like the highest frame rate that can possibly deliver Mm -hmm. and holy fuck is that actually making an incredible difference into my enjoyment of the game yeah no i i'm the same i'm playing it in performance mode yeah so it's not that it's not that when it was not in 60 i was like oh i'm not really enjoying this because of the from a technical capacity because it ran absolutely amazing i was playing it on a ps4 pro and i had no uh no no hiccups uh at all in terms of its of its graphical potential or prowess um, so this was, this was just more a quality of life. I'm like, I'm really liking the extra fluidity. Um, similar to yourself, I straight forgot how to play the game. I got m- murdered by like, because I said I came right in the middle of this, uh, this big uh, set piece. So I'm just getting destroyed by dudes left and right as, as i re- try to remember how to like jump and duck and and just because having played a lot of red dead recently and that obviously has horses in it so i tried to jump on the horse the, with triangle and i'm just slashing this horse my like, fuck i didn't mean it. i didn't mean i'm sorry horse i didn't mean to stab you and i was trying to get on you to be, be friends but yeah, I yeah, like, no, I did the I did the same thing. Yeah, because um, I originally booted up my save, and I think I'm I'm at the very end of the the, the first island where you where you where you do siege that 
CJ Castle. And I'm like riding along and I hit the wrong button and my horse just goes straight over a cliff. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to have to start again. I don't know how to, I don't know how to play this game. So yeah, having played a lot of Red Dead, I'm, I'm going to hit, press X to like, to start boosting up the horse, right? I just fucking jump off of it. I'm like, oh man. I did, I did yeah, I did yeah. something. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was very, it was actually very easy to get back into the swing of it. Uh, just remembering the controls, like knowing how to change stances and whatnot and trying to remember which stance goes to, against which type of enemy. Something I didn't realize previously, maybe because I'm a moron, is like within the design of the different stances, there's a little indicator, like it's an axe or a shield or a sword, like lets you kind of like, hey, if you're unsure, this one helps the people with an axe. I go, oh, yeah. Matt, all right, it's super easy. So I'm, I'm very quickly back to switching stances in between uh, in my different encounters as I'm going. Uh, yeah, the story is still just not hitting me in any emotional beats. Now, whether, whether that is in addition to me um, completely having such a big hurdle of time between playing it and now uh you know like sorry when last time we played it till now or it, it, it's kind of an extension of it didn't really grab me the first time mm. like yeah i don't find Jin all that interesting i don't find his motivations all that interesting um i don't really find even the side characters i, I look i i feel like it's a me problem because i know a lot of people have talked about how good of a character he is how good of a story he has but to me it's just not hitting any beat now that's pre-director's cuts that's not a slight on the director's cut itself um but yeah i think i said something similar when we first looked at it uh when it originally came out because i was having i had the same issue with the story where it wasn't pulling me forward mm. and that and like i know that that's that's on me yeah. like that's just my thing because i like the game for what it is because i i i played so much of that multiplayer and it's the exact same gameplay as what the single player is but for some reason that just that uh the multiplayer beats just hit um hit better for me than what the single player did uh having going back to it now i am enjoying it more than i did the first time around i would I say i am if, enjoying it right now i don't like, know hey. whether that's because um i don't recall what came out at around the same time as ghost of shimmer last time i don't know if i was already uh, doing something at the time it was just before last of us i'm maybe i think we we're pretty fixed on last of us so um, i don't know if, i don't know if that was an issue but i'm definitely um enjoying it a lot more this time around whether it be because of the the extra um the features that are, are, are now uh, making things more engaging with the dual sense controller, the, the 3D audio, all that, all that stuff is making the game more immersive for me. Mm. But the game, the game is still absolutely fantastic. And yeah, well, obviously, yeah. one of the the um, definitely a nice standout title for for PlayStation. But in terms of your your stance around uh, the the value proposition. Until so, I get until I get to Iki Island, yeah. I guess I I do this thing where, and I know it's a really bad analogy to use, but if I go to the movies, it's going to cost me forty bucks to go to the movies for two hours of value. If I get more than two hours of value out of a forty dollar expansion, I justify that as being worth my worth the money. Now I know that this is a interactive medium versus a non interactive medium of going to the movies. But that's just how I, I, I benefit it. Yeah. Because I, I do. Uh, it's the same with like, um, 
before the pandemic, I used to play a lot of escape room board games where you would buy a $30 box game and you could only ever play it once because yeah. once you've solved it, solved it, that's it. And as long as I'm getting my value for that $30, I don't mind that it's a one-time use thing. So I don't, I don't have a problem paying for an upgrade if the, if the content is there. And un unfortunately, I can't comment to whether or not the content is there yet because I haven't gotten to yeah. that point. But just from what I've seen, just the additions of, you know, the, the improved graphics, the improved audio, the DualSense support, it does seem worthwhile to begin with. And obviously having that expansion is only going to add to that value. Yes, yeah, so there's, there's a couple of different things. I just, I just wish it was easier to find in the store. Now, yeah. it did take me a while to work out which one I was supposed to purchase. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether that's on me just not getting there in time. Um. But yeah, so in terms of the value proposition, because it is 125 bucks to buy in the moment, mm, which uh, is the standard cost of a PlayStation Five title the standard, at the moment, standard for us cost. anyway. So that part I understand. Uh, however, so if you originally owned it and you bought it full price, it's 100 bucks, and then it's a 50 dollar uh, upgrade. Uh, so it's so you, technically you're paying 150 dollars for this version of Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, yeah. Now, similar to yourself, I have not got to the Iki Island, as I said, so. The, one of the big reasons I'm not sure is because I don't know whether there's a story with potential story spoilers in there. Um, I don't want to go there and then ha like you're supposed to go there at the end of the game sort of thing. And I go, oh, well, that sucks. Everyone's like on the island living, living happily ever after. And you're like, oh, I did save everyone. <laughs> yeah, my, sweet. I did save everyone. Okay, cool. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the reasons I'm a little hesitant. I'm going to push through as much as the rest of the story as I can. I don't, I don't think I really have a, that much left if, if I uh, don't get distracted by all the side stuff again, which is what I did last time. Mm. Um, and it's very easy to get distracted in that game. Yeah. So it is 50 bucks. So the way I think about it is for most for most games standard, right? They, they do the 10 to $15 upgrade to the, to the next gen mm. version. So if it's 50 bucks, I'm going to substitute 10, $15 off, right? So let's say it's 35, 40 bucks from, from the accounts that, that I've, that I've seen and I've heard the Iki expansion is sits at about eight to 10 hours, right? Mm -hmm. It's not too bad. So if, if I looked at it as 35 to 40 bucks for a 10 hour thing, if you, if you're similar to yourself, Max, you do a cost, uh, you do a money to time value proposition, then to me, that sounds pretty great. If you yeah. like uh, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, because I say in terms of the, the $15 maximum to upgrade to the PS5 version, that that unquestionably is worth the dollars. Yeah. Like I know I understand that Sony want to ensure that by having that paid swap to the next gen, they're going, hey, we are de we want to demonstrate to you that that money is worth it. You are getting mm. high quality. It's essentially Nintendo gold seal of approval shit. You know what I'm saying? You pay 10 bucks, you will get a better version of the game. Not just a plain, straight upgrade to the PS5. It will be better. And if I look at that, and I, I look at the in, the the supports for the DualSense, etc. I don't know how it's done, but it feels like a lot of work went into it. It looks amazing. The load times are somehow better. You know what I mean? Like there is a lot of brilliant back-end work around this mm. PS4 to PS5 upgrade that I would be more than comfortable to pay $15 for. So that other thirty-five to forty dollars is based on that expansion, which neither, as I said, neither you or I have played yet, so we can't comfortably make that call. The only call we can make right now is from all accounts. It seems to be about it, yeah. So roughly ten-ish hours if you if you complete it hundred um, percent. Mm. So if you could equate those two together, 
sweet. Then, then that's that might be a win. We'll obviously have more to say about that in in the coming days, uh, coming weeks. Sorry, probably likely next week because you've got you've got your more legends to chat about, and I want to push through this as much as I can and and roll those credits. Um, so. At the moment, I can, we can't make the claim on whether you should pick up the expansion if, if you want to or upgrade the version that you currently have. That's uh, it's a tough one there. Yeah. But uh, yes, we'll be back next week with more Ghost of the Tsushima's. Uh, Max, is that just Destiny and Ghost Tsushima, yeah? So I have played one more thing. I played uh, the, the Call of Duty Vanguard Alpha oh, yeah, is currently go? live on uh, PlayStation consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it went live at 3 a.m. this morning at time of recording, so I jumped in for a couple of rounds this morning. Um, and I don't know whether all the hardcore Call of Duty players are just all jumped on this at once, or I just suck at the game now. Yeah. Welcome but to me I a handful not, of years ago, mate. That's, I did that's... not have a good time. Yeah. And so it's one single game mode. Uh, it's called like Champions Hill, something like that, uh, where you play in duos. And there's uh, eight teams of two, and you all play in in like a little um, slice of the map. So you're very small maps. It's two v two. You get twelve lives per team. Every time you kill someone on the enemy team, you steal one of their lives. Your lives go up. Their lives go down. After three minutes, the the match ends, and you uh, get swapped into a different team. And then you go again and you verse a different team of two. And then you, you it's a, basically a survival of the strongest of who can steal as many lives. Every couple of rounds, you get a, a free round where you can go buy new gear, so upgrade your weapons, uh, buy grenades, buy tactical grenades, get armor, buy kill streaks, all that stuff. Um, the game seems to be running well. I believe it's running on the Modern Warfare mm-hmm. uh, engine. Yeah. It's the same engine that the, their Battle Royale warzone um, yet. warzone runs on that seems fine um cod's just i think cod is just not for me anymore yeah there, it does come a point where it's no longer for you and like i think i'm, for me, I'm still i'm still i'm still really shitty that activision have turned around and made the claim that all their studios are just working on on call of duty now and it seems like Every single Call of Duty game that comes out now, Treyarch is going to do a zombies mode that progresses their story. So instead of having to buy a Call of Duty once every three years, I now have to buy it every year just to play zombies. Well, you don't have to buy it on day one though. That's the big. Difference. I also I also hate myself that I'm the I'm the sucker who really enjoys zombies. Is going to do it. I mean, yeah, I'll probably wait for the Christmas sale when they go like stupidly cheap. But it's so frustrating. Like, why? And I, like I get, I get that a lot of people do enjoy Call of Duty, but I think this year, um, now that Battlefield is back this year, mm. they've had time off. I think, for me personally, the World War Two style games have just been played out, and I want something more either near future or futuristic. Mm. And and Battlefield this year is doing all of it because of their their new game mode that they've got everything from the battlefield series so i think and especially with this lawsuit that's still going on with activision blizzard i think a lot of people may vote with their wallets and go go battlefield this year i i disagree i think there will still be the one of the best selling games of the year unquestionably oh yeah i mean it always yeah. is 
Like, but I don't. I whether there'll be a noticeable decrease, I'm unsure of, and I would have to wait on that one. But yeah, I'm not feeling all that confident that it'll make such a big uh, line in the sand. They'll go, oh, yeah. yeah. But, so the alpha for those interested, the alpha is running this weekend. I think it ends Tuesday for Australians. So when this goes live on podcast feeds, it will still have a little bit of time left on it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of betas, though, uh, sorry, alphas. I did and, and betas. Uh, one of the things I did play over the weekend was the Riders Republic. Uh, we, were, we, I, we, were, I, we were initially in the closed beta. It is now open. I did check that out. I think I played for about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I say that because I was about the same. So we uh, we won a copy of it through uh, Well Played. It's an Australian outlet. Um, so we weren't provided it by uh, Ubisoft itself. Uh, the closed beta was NDA up the butt. It was, it was crazy um even even as general players it was it was fucking insane um yeah but now that it is an open beta we can discuss what we had so uh i played probably about yeah 15 20 minutes of it but, um, i say this there's very clear reasons so game opens uh i you know you start off on a mountain bike that felt fine i was like oh cool this is playing all right i can feel it's, it's a bit it's a, there's some jank to it but like it's clearly youth it's, it's like ubisoft have clearly doubled down on the steep mentality they were like oh we believe that steep is going to be something and in the same way that they supported the division in the same way they supported siege they were like we are going to back this a little bit longer so they made riders republic um, which is not necessarily a bad thing no like, sh- like it's it's good that a developer is willing to support their games Mm. like uh, it's horrible true. that ubisoft are a shit uh, tend to be a shitty company but like their supporting of of these games for at least a little bit longer is a good thing like we are we always see is companies go ah it didn't work well fuck you and then they shut it down and they leave it go and they, they they'll never return to it so they believe that there is something of value in in this style of game especially with, and then riders republic so uh you start off with the mountain bike which then transitions into like a uh wingsuit with a jet on it <laughs> jetpack wingsuit yeah, I'm like yeah. this okay sure and then it ends uh on some skiing uh from memory yes yeah uh and i was like cool all right well this is the base mechanics all right it, it feels like steep i like the i like the mountain biking whatever uh and then they try then they go deliver a little bit of the story and you walk into this far into this like little compound thing and the first person walks up to he's like yeah dude man what the fuck's going on bro i'm like ooh, and i turned it off so I stuck around for a little bit longer where they're like, hey man, we're going to give you your first BMX. And then I got my BMX and then I did a, did a race and then that was it. Yeah, because no, like instantly that turned me off because I understand like there are people that talk like that. Shit, half of my vernacular is still dude, bro, mate, hey, you know, gnarly, you know, whatever. Like that's, that, they should be my people. But the, it felt so forced and mm. un, like not real. They're like, oh, well, let's speak like the fucking youth speak. And like, like or how, you know, extreme people speak. I'm like, this is gross. I, I, yeah. I can't. I can't. So I bounced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so their big thing that, that that's running in the beta, I think it's available. To, I think it ends tomorrow at time of recording. Yeah, I think so, so yeah. might, if you're listening done to this, by the end of, by this goes going on. Um, their big thing is the, is the mass races, which I think are like 64 player races. Mm-hmm. I did one of those. It was fine. Uh, this, like, don't, this game is definitely not for me. Um, I don't enjoy sports games um i know this is a this is a beta there i i had a few uh technical hiccups uh, i had uh, some weird texture pop in and out 
for a game that slowdown in in cinematic it was crazy in in cinematics it was it was chugging mm. like it, you could clearly see the frames skipping along it was yeah but again it is a beta it's early um these things will hopefully be fixed yeah, on release. a game that's seen a lot of a number of delays so yeah this game it, it does come out relatively soon so i don't know how beta-y this beta is like this may just be a uh a stress test in terms of uh online support server load yeah yeah so it's very likely that this is a seemingly new but old version of the game um but i i imagine like every other time there's been a beta that this is near on exactly what the game will be yeah just i'm not we're not looking thinking very positive uh additionally i have spent a lot more time in hades because hades fucking rocks uh that game is just getting better and better and better the so how far have you how far have you progressed i now? still what? haven't got past a stupid horn fuck yeah so you haven't beat elysium yet no not yet no. saying that though as i was talking about this last week i don't feel like i'm missing out by having yep. not been able to, to pass elysium yet i'm not sitting here going Mm, I'm not like like well, like Returnal where I felt like I just hit a wall and I was and I just no matter what I could do I could not break through that mm. wall. So with with Hades, I'm just like all right. I'm constantly I'm I'm quite, like the collecting things like and those things can I can use to repurchase like the whatever the, the purple shade, shades are called in the mirror and you yeah. know I'm getting gems so I can add some cool stuff to my to my runs and you know like there's all like i'm constantly progressing and not even just in a in a gameplay perspective from a narrative perspective like the way you die come back and someone gives you a brand new conversation chain i'm like oh the game kind of it's almost like it's like there are times where i'm like was i meant to die mm. which i guess is a little bit of a like a, a supported thing within a uh, roguelike like there are ro yeah roguelite i guess like this mm. um where normally you should the most roguelikes like are just brutal and they just fuck you up so this doesn't have that intensity which which is nice um and then that's that sense of progression is always there which keeps me going and keeps me wanting to go again because i've only really done like 20 runs i think not even um so it's not as if i'm like have hammered the fuck out of the game yeah uh, so it's, it's not too bad. Um, I have unlocked most of the weapons. I think there's one more. I just unlocked the fucking fisticuffs, um, which were awesome. In certain runs, they're fantastic. But in other runs, they're useless. Yeah. Uh, you you want to avoid uh, a knockback on the fists. You do, not want, you do not want to get any boons that knock enemies away when you hit them. Mm. You want to be able to stay up close. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I remember I did that and I tied it with like some uh, Zeus power-ups or like electric zaps as well. So I punch them and then they just get electrocuted and shit. So that was good fun. Nice. Um, but yeah, and even the boon, the boons are a stack of fun. They add like a nice, like they, they are random and they are random enough that you can, your, ult, your run will alter. However, mm. they are not so RNG like Returnal where there are times I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Well, There's as always you, as one you... thing I can pick that'll help me out yeah so as you progress through the game uh you can give uh the npcs in the game the the nectar mm. and that and and that uh increases their like level of friendship their friendship level essentially with you and you can also supply these to the gods and as you as you uh give these gifts to the characters they will actually give you trinkets in return mm. that are equipable and then you have like a higher chance of getting a boon from that god so if you're like 
I'm playing with the shield. So I want to make sure I have knockback stuff. Therefore, I'm going to take the trinket that gives me a higher chance of getting Poseidon boons. Uh, and then there's there's certain boons that you can only get if you have the right combination of boons. So if you've got, uh, say, Hades and Poseidon, you're more, more likely to get their jewel, jewel boon and stuff like that. So you can kind of take that iron a little bit of that rng out which mm. i really enjoy but there's still enough there to be like you can't you can't go in and be like specifically i want this one this one this one and this one there's still that randomness but you can kind of lower it to a certain degree yeah which is which is good and that's a big plus that is a big plus for me and it does make the game uh more bearable and more enjoyable which is good which is good stuff. Uh, no, I mean that in terms of like return. No, which, which. No, sorry. I just I, on my other screen, I just got a picture that flashed up um, from from the chases, just saying that the the government has successfully slowed down the Delta outbreak by signing it up for the NBN. Ha! Ah. <laughs> kind of laughed out loud there and threw off my <laughs> my train of thought. That's all good. But I think that's everything that we have played this week. Before we jump into the news, that's the end of the section we call uh, our Get Less Fat Update, where we tell you about uh, our, what our week has been like. So for those that don't know, during 2020 and 2021, I have lost over 35 kilos using a product called The Man Shake, a product that does, in fact, support the show uh, and that I am an ambassador for. Max jumped on The Man Shake uh, at the beginning of this year. Uh, he, he's sitting at just shy of 15 kilos down mm -hmm. himself. Uh, so what we do each and every week, we come on here, we tell you about our weight loss journey and how we've been for that week, uh, just to keep ourselves accountable and, uh, to share the journey with you. Max, how has your week been? So much like last week, uh, I've been pretty terrible this week. Again, my, my stress levels had been high all week until literally yesterday when everything kind of fell into place. So I've been pretty, pretty abysmal. I haven't been eating crap, but I also have not had a single shake this week. I've been, mm. I've been a very very naughty but i am doing um despite the fact that we're in lockdown and my work has slowed down uh my because i i do um a lot of walking at work i'm still hitting that 18k steps every day which is good uh at least i'm doing that i'm not eating crap i'm still eating relatively well i'm just yeah i have been terrible this week with the shakes nice so I don't think I've put anything on, but I definitely haven't lost anything yeah, this week. Yeah. Just so, sitting, sitting average. So my yeah, my week has been relatively the same as, as it has been. I, I'm very much in that routine, uh, which is which is great. However, mm. my evening chocolate consumption has increased, <laughs> um, probably due to stresses as well. Um, so I've got I, I will have to look at curving that potentially i mean I, I say that i was pretty bad today my my wife made scones this morning so i had three scones with jam and cream for lunch so <laughs> you, got, you got you got you still got to treat that treat yourself you know what i'm saying like, uh, but, that was so good uh but yeah so like that part of that part of me is still like, i'm still getting a little bit of that uh, sneaky chocolate at the, at the evening thankfully it's not too bad so it's not like i'm just like eating a fuck ton but there are yeah there has been a, a days where it's kind of throwing me off like today because i felt a little bit worse from worse for where I've, I, ha I have had a shake but i've also had like so some toast and just some other sustainable like a bit more so, something to liquid. like something to uh you know soak up that yeah that what excess. yeah whatever's excess booze is stuck within me <laughs> um so yeah, i have yes i've had the yes a little bit of broken the rules today which is fine but the, the my muscle chef meals have come in um so they'll con they'll be continuing with them uh, over the next uh, two weeks again mm -hmm. uh, I'm still I still really am enjoying doing them um, 
especially now that I'm not doing the gym because of the lockdown, that does make it a lot harder. I do miss the gym. There is a, a there lot. is a convenience also to having pre-portioned, yes. pre-cooked meals. Like, so it's that, you know, <laughs> that analysis paralysis of like, what am I going to cook? And then you're like, I, I just can't be bothered. And you just yeah. do whatever's easiest because you've because because it's already there and ready and it is easy you don't have that um yeah and like it is it isn't it is good but it isn't good you should i shouldn't become solely reliant on mm. on these microwave meals because they are although they are good for you like it's not quite the same like they are very poor yeah. controlled and that sort of stuff but it doesn't beat home cooked stuff uh but yeah at the moment like i said my, my work hours are, are getting crazy so it's very easy to come home and like it's not like by my wife not having to wait for me to come home to cook dinner or something because yeah. she's just cooking you know, she's cooking for herself and the, and the kid it makes stuff a little, it does make life a little bit easier mm. but uh yeah i am especially i doesn't it doesn't look like the gyms will be opening anytime soon um especially with potential concerns around covid here in geelong um we ain't going anywhere so I, i'm going to need to look at what i'm going to do um uh, especially like I would, I would mind picking up you're gonna have to start again. squatting your son yeah so i wouldn't mind picking up the walking again but like it is plover season and i have uh i do have a big fear of those fuckers since they jacked me up that time so uh i'm very in a restraining order you'll be right <laughs> i am very cautious like i'm i'm genuinely yeah. actually a bit scared i got like, like not scared like there is a bit of fear mm. Mostly because I'm like, oh, I just don't want to. I don't want to just want to deal with it. We've we've been taking Hadley down to the Barn River. I'm walking along the river, and there's a big soccer field down there that she can kind of just run around on and tire herself out, and mm. then we walk back. It's not too bad. Yeah, so like have, going skateboarding with my son the other week was it was a good little bit of bit of fun for mm. that, which was nice. Um, but yeah. So see so where that goes. But uh, if you want to support us on our weight loss journey, you can by clicking the link in the description below. It is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash F-T-P, Manshake. But going over there, you don't even have to buy anything. Just clicking the link will help support the show. Uh, but if you uh, do want to give it a go, you're always welcome to. So that, that link can, can do that too. All right, Max. Finally, we can get into what took place this week. And this week has been uh, an absolute banger. As even though I hate that expression, I did it on purpose. Uh, it has been a lot. So with with uh, opening night live being the big one, is that what we're kicking off? Yeah, let's kick it off, and we'll kick off with perhaps the biggest news for Sony fans at opening night live. We finally got some news about Horizon Forbidden West. So during opening night live, Guerrilla Games did confirm the game's release date to be the 18th of February, 2022. Two. The back end of this, but they also announced they, that Horizon Zero Dawn has received a 60 FPS patch for the PlayStation 5, and pre-orders will open for Horizon Forbidden West on the 2nd of September. Well, that that's there, there's some good things and there's some bad things there. Well, it's good, like they're obviously at least sticking to the date somewhat with their opening pre-orders, because one of the biggest things that we've had, especially with that with that state of play earlier in the year, they're like, well, why can't even we pre-order it yet? Because they were that not confident in the in the date. Yeah. So at least here they go. Oh well, we we are com- we're pretty confident that if if we don't hit Feb, it may roll into March maybe. But when we're no like we've hit those correct milestones. Yeah. We are now a hundred percent on the home stretch. 
it does align with what you what what we thought was going down because you and I we've we've speculated about if you know when it delays into 2022 when it will be. Um, I think I I think I may have selected March, so I was a little bit off only because uh, in my head uh, the previous one did release in March, but it didn't. It released in like the late February or the mm. 28th, or I think it was. Um, so and then obviously because with uh, Zelda in March, I connect I connected mm. to in my head. So it is nice that it is near on five years to the day uh, of the release of Zero Dawn, wh- wh- whether accidentally or not. That's pretty cool. Uh, but one thing I don't, I don't know whether you dropped it in here as well. Let me have a look in those quick biddies. Uh, no, you did not. So at uh, at uh, and there's an event in the US like a screening thingy where someone mm. showed off um, some uncharted footage of Tom Holland jumping out of a plane. Uh, oh, yeah. So it is coming out on the exact same day as this. <laughs> so the question is, Max, which is getting buried? Horizon Forbidden West or the Uncharted movie? The Uncharted movie. Oh, yeah, by far. Cinema, <laughs> CinemaCon, thank you, Park. Yeah, convention for theater owners, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Obviously, the movie is going to get buried. Yeah, that's yeah. They are re- they are wanting. To, I don't whether this is intentional or not. I don't know. It just happens to be a Thursday or a Friday or whatever. It's like movie theaters don't even exist anymore. Yeah, like a lot of them shut down in America. We can't go to the movies here. In Australia. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, I look at it as in like, were are they trying to own the conversation across multiple media sources, whether it be you know movies, TV, as well as games? What do you think this is it means accidental? For... Because Sony has a history of just burying stuff. Like Concrete mm. Genie came out and it was very, very good, but th- they obviously had concerns about it because they dropped the PS5 news that day. Um, whether they were, whether they, see, it goes either two ways. Are they smart enough to make that decision and and be cognitive that two things are coming out in the same day, or and intentionally did it, or did they just look down and went, ah, oh, fuck? I I I probably think the second. What what do you think this means for God of War? God of War end of end of next year? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. So next year's slate is literally uh, God of War. Uh, sorry, uh, Horizon in the, in the in the first half. Uh, Grand Turismo Seven mid year. God of War at the back end of the year. That's how I see it. Because uh, it, they, they 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 do like to have their sort of big quarters one two and three, uh, and then Q four they tend to leave alone mostly because that's when their third parties get involved like Call of Duty etc. So there is no real reason for them to drop something in that time. Yeah. So where yeah February June ish, uh, and then um, uh, uh, probably October for God of War. Now, we there has been times where things have come out in close proximity uh, and we talk of like, you know, uh, Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us. However, that was due to a series of delays, not not intentional. Um, you know, like, I think Spider-Man and God of War came out relatively sim- close to each other, but that was also from a delayed shift around time as well. So ideally, they, they have been using that structure and there is an exception to the rule of course which i which i always make sure to mention uh you know the last uh, the last guardian did come out in december uh of the year as it's released 2017 or whatever but once again due to delays like they just had to get that game out so there was a push on uh, to get that done so i think i think that's that's kind i think that's the plan and i do think that we will likely uh, ideally, we would be getting a showcase relatively soon, and that w- that will announce that hey, this is kind of what next year looks like. 
Um, mm. And I think the reason that they haven't done that yet is probably Horizon's a big part of that. Until they have that information locked in, they weren't going to have a showcase because if they couldn't put the date in there, which they did, where well, they did it separately here anyway, if they couldn't line that up, that would have asked more questions than answered, and I, and they would yeah. have made it a much harder conversation to have. But you know, if, if uh, potentially they can go, hey, you know, f- at least if they can at least go Feb June and then leave God of War at twenty twenty two, at least announce its name or something. That would yeah. make sense. Now, obviously, this showcase, if it has all these three beats, that's a pretty intense showcase. But mm. that's what's needed right now. They've been quiet for so long. That is all they really have going for the movie. Like, I don't want to hear what they have. In, I would like to hear what they have in 2023 out of potential curiosity. But right now, the conversation needs to be on, why should I get a PS5? Now, all these three games are not just coming to PS5. They're coming to PS4. So that there's a lot of selling that needs to be done by Sony over the coming year on why you need to upgrade. Why, like as as shipment is becoming more and more, you like why you need to hunt one down. Yeah, they haven't they haven't, they haven't been having that chat yet, so it's intense. And next up, we have Marvel's Midnight Suns. So we got an announcement trailer for Marvel's Midnight Suns, the next game from Fire Access Games, uh, the guys behind XCOM. Uh, showcase some of the heroes available in the game, including Wolverine, Iron Man, Captain Marvel. Doc Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange, yeah. An entirely new hero was made completely for this game. Uh, there there will be a gameplay video coming out on the 1st of September, so we won't have to wait long for that. Uh, and the game is slated for a March 2022 release. Mm. So uh, I did get a little hard um, looking at this trailer. Uh, it got me quite excited. Because uh, the, the vibes that I did get from it were very Marvel's Ultimate Alliance. Well, that's what I originally thought it was. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, is this the the rumored tactical, like the, the XCOM Marvel game? And yes, it seems to be that's what it is. <laughs> Yeah, oh, looked looked really cool. It did very, it did very much look Ultimate Alliancey. I was concerned that it was going to flash at the end of the bit, at, at the end of the thing, and similar to the last Marvel Ultimate Alliance game, be a Switch exclusive for some reason. Yeah, no, this game looked way too good to be on a Switch. Like, get yeah, fuck, you know, that's not, not ready. To, I was ready to be really disappointed, <laughs> <laughs> and then they kind of, you know, did the old switcheroo. Um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the XCOM games. I do like that tactical style gameplay. I think it could work well uh, with heroes. I don't know how I would feel about, um, especially in XCOM games, there are permanent death to characters. I don't know how I would feel about losing one of my Marvel heroes. See, for me, it actually... If there, if there is permadeath. It makes me quite excited. So, for... For those that know, like during uh, the the lockdown, I've really got into this miniatures game called Marvel Crisis Protocol, right? So uh, where it is a tabletop um, miniatures board game, essentially like a war game Mm. um, where you use varying superhero, uh, varying Marvel superheroes and villains um, in in what would be an XCOM-esque fashion. So I I can play this essentially. Yeah. Mm. hell yeah give me give me that I want that I'll play the fuck out of that uh, next up we had uh, Dokev which is the next title from developer Pearl Abyss they're the guys behind uh, so they had a gameplay trailer that was shown it's a creature collecting open world game it was originally slayed, uh, advertised as an MMO uh, the 
the developers have come out and said it's it's definitely not an MMO. We've moved away from that. It is definitely an open world um, adventure game. Uh, this is the team that showcased Crimson Desert during the Game Awards last year, and that title has been indefinitely delayed. So, uh, oh. this game, okay, it, it does. The, the art style is a little bit too weeby for me, for lack of a better. It was very Kingdom Heartsy. Yeah, and that throws me off almost instantly. <laughs> like, I love, I love that it is vibrant. Like, it, the colors are incredibly vibrant. Like, it does look like a hey, happy, bright world, which is, mm. I guess, great. We're not, we're not seeing that a lot always you know and it is kind of that stylized um little idea uh my concern about any creature collecting game is it is it just fucking pokemon yes yeah and that's the thing that i'm not excited for (laughs) at least bug snacks had a um, it was creature collecting but it did it in such a unique way that it was um man i totally forgot about bug snacks until i was in the shower the other day and i went oh bug snacks casually casually thought of bug snacks in the shower yeah i did i was just like yeah. <laughs> oh yeah bug snacks was a thing uh next up we had sifu which re- which we uh got a release date trailer game is set to launch 22nd of feb 2022 give super keen. me that shit what Dude, I- february february got stacked all of a sudden yeah in um not even mad not even mad like i give me that sweet fucking old boy uh the raid that hallway sequence in daredevil in a game give me that shit i want to play it it looks dope um now i've not uh i've not played uh absolver which is the game these guys previously worked on which is apparently a, a very uh intricate uh fighting I've game played, i've played absolver is it dope it's hard <laughs> and that's what that's the thing that's i'm worried like you see if you're going to be hard as uh, what i've heard absolver to be uh, yeah. maybe maybe not maybe maybe not we'll have to wait and see uh next up we have jet the far shore which got a new gameplay slash story trailer so we got to see some of the story beats behind the game uh why you're out exploring uh and the game has been confirmed for a 5th of october release so we won't have to wait long to play that Mm. that game looks cool it looks kind of tranquil i'm super keen yeah yeah uh, next up, we have Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Uh, so we got a new gameplay trailer showcased. Uh, this is set to span all nine movies with the Skywalkers. There is no defined release date yet, but it is very much a Lego game. Lots of uh, funny quips, uh, and it looks exactly like you would expect from a from any of the lego games they kind of all look the same these days yeah my son has been playing the lego games recently um because now that he is four he is getting better at games i'm like oh well let's push that so we're we're playing lego jurassic world the other day he's also been playing marvel superheroes 2 for the longest time Mm -hmm. uh getting him into some star wars would be beautiful (laughs) beautiful, man so uh hopefully we can go down that path uh, next up, we had Cult of the Lamb, which is the new title from Massive Monster. It is a roguelike game. Um, they didn't specify what consoles, but it is coming to consoles, and I believe it was due out next year. So this also had uh, this very uh, cartoon-esque uh, art style. It seemed to have uh, not just be a roguelike game, it also had seemed to have ba- like a base building um, component to it. Not too much information was given. Uh, but it looks pretty cool. Did you see this one? I did not. 
Yeah, so... <laughs> um, yeah, it, look, it looked awesome. Um, basically, you play as a lamb that becomes a cult leader. <laughs> it's very weird. Looks really cool, though. Uh, next up, we had King of Fighters 15. This game is set to launch on the 17th of February next year, and it will launch with 39 playable characters. Uh, but King of Fighters is still a thing. They're up to number 15. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 fighting games. It's weird. I'm like, Sifu, give me that shit. And it's like, hey, there's a fighting game. I don't want it. <laughs> uh, next up, I think a game that is a Betson game, Jurassic yeah, World Evolution 2. So it showed a new gameplay trailer. You now have like aquatic animals that you can uh, that you can use, and this is set to launch on the 9th of November this year. Yeah. So the big the big things here. Yeah. So you have aquatic dinosaurs as well as uh, airborne ones, like your pterodactyls yep. and your plesiosaurs and whatever. And big that crocodile looking motherfucker that uh, chomped the T Rex in Jurassic World. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited for this because it's why the fuck not? It looks it looks exciting. Yep. It comes out around my birthday, which is the excuse to buy it. Uh, but for me, the big, admittedly, the big thing that has me excited. So, fr friend uh, and, cr and founder of the pop culture with myself, uh, Dylan, uh, Dylan Bowden. He, this has been Jurassic World Evolution has been the game that's like, like kept him alive during this fucking pandemic and his lockdowns, right? So, I was very happy to now know that I will ha I'll have him around to at least November 9th because he'll be pretty keen on this. So, I don't see him. Yeah, dying between now and then so that's that's good news that is very good news mate hey look forward to the future mate Jurassic World Evolution 2 uh, next up we have Fall Guys which is receiving a crossover event with Disney's The Jungle Book uh, there will be four character skins I think it's uh, Mowgli Baloo um, the Panther I believe and uh, the, the Monkey King uh, and there is a um the, those skins will be available starting from the 3rd of September. Uh, the fourth skin, the, the the Monkey King, will have a... Uh, thank you, uh, thank you, Craig. Yeah, Bagheera yeah, Bagheera and uh, King Louis. Louis. Couldn't think of his name. Uh, he's, um, his skin, I believe, is tied to a special event. Mm. It's not just straight purchasable. So for the next... Uh, from September 3rd until, I think, uh, for two weeks, they'll, they'll be running uh, in-game events for Fall Guys. I'm surprised. <sighs> The four guys are still getting support. It has been a little while, um, and it mm. has gone quite. It has certainly quietened down. And the couple of times I've tried to play it at work, I just couldn't find a game. So obviously they're still supporting it. But I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so it, thanks, Park. It has been such a long time since I've watched. Yeah, Sher <laughs> uh, Khan yeah, is the panther. Uh, next up, we had Midnight Fight Express. Did you see the trailer for this? I have heard this things. So this is the game that is being developed by a single person. And this game is set to launch in 2022. It does have a similar feel of... Uh, it looked like you were like progressing through uh, like an office level. There's a lot of fighting. Um, the John yeah, Wick like, very feeling. Yeah, yeah. It, look, it looks very interesting, uh, especially since it is being made by a single person. Yeah. Very impressive. Uh, Splitgate uh, announced that Season 0 has begun. That's, I still have, uh, I still have, see this is the thing split gate being the portal style shooter game that is currently in uh beta now that the game was indefinitely delayed due to the fact that they can't work on finishing the game while supporting the 
uh, the service, the server loads of the beta that's currently running. So they're doing that that Fortnite thing where they're just going to leave it in early access, which gives them the luxury of being able to pump out um, updates more frequently. Yeah, I'm going to say what's something that's probably a little controversial, and I did say this on the show that I guessed it on uh, this morning. Uh, about how like so the, the the selling point of Splitgate is its portal and Halo, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the portal part's interesting. I do think that adds a lot of dynamics to to a shooter especially when you can like it's a great way to flank people and get fucked up so it would i believe it the way i read it it's it would give you the same sort of energy and uh that like siege would where no no one you're not really safe anywhere like you Mm. could there's always could just be a portal behind you and fuck your day up uh so that i kind of like from a uh from a design perspective however the selling point of it being like halo doesn't do it for me i never grew up with halo so i never played a lot of the halo multiplayer and even when i had played it i just didn't it didn't feel good to me you know what i'm saying i I don't know how to explain why why i didn't like it back in the day um because i know it's praised by many i just don't have that nostalgia for it Mm. so am am i in the wrong there It, it appears that way uh, next up, we had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, this being an arcade-style baller game. Uh, they announced that April O'Neil will be joining the cast as a playable character. Good. She's part of the show. She's part, big part of, big part of the, the Turtles. Why would she not be? Uh, next up, we have Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Morgana from Persona 5 is the new secret character coming to the game. Uh, next up, we had a Call of Duty Vanguard showcase. Uh, I believe Laura Bailey came out on stage as she is playing one of the uh, one of the main characters in the campaign, and we got about ten minutes of campaign gameplay uh, where she is playing as a, a Russian sniper, I believe, who was a nurse in the war. Yeah. So it was cool. Uh, next up, we had Saints Row. So they showed off the announcement trailer for the Saints Row. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Reboot. The, um, reboot. Uh, and it is aiming for a 25th of February release date. So adds to February. Um, mm. Now look, we'll, like, I will admit we heard rumblings of this prior. Um, so it was very good to see it because we saw when we saw the trailer, like everybody else, uh, it was like, yeah. This is this is good. Like I could right now there's a lot of heat towards the trailer. Yeah, um yeah, apparently a lot of people are very upset that the game is being rebooted, but the developer has doubled down and they're like, No, this is this is what we're gonna do. Like we are going to do this. And I like and, and to, to add to all the points that we discussed last week around the Saints Row is like this needs that reboot, this needs some grounding again. And I, mm. and I think that's what they're doing here. Like, they're setting it in a whole different town, in, like, a whole different area, in a, fiction, in a fictional town, but, like, none of the flashiness of the previous Saints Rose. Um, yeah. And it's fully co-op, which I'm sure tickles your your funny area. Um, you know, so, like, it's, it's it sings a so couple they, of things that are interesting to me. So they had the voice actor of the uh, protagonist come out and um, have a chat about what we can expect. That was really cool. Um, the game looked awesome when I first saw the trailer I was like because um, I have ambi- having not been a huge Saints Row guy I was I was also all, I was always on the GTA side of things 
And when I first saw this, I was a bit concerned that it was going to be like a Fortnite-style GTA because just because of the graphic styling they've chosen to go with. Um, I hope that's not the case. From what from what they've been talking about and from what we've heard, doesn't seem to be the case. Um, very interested. I'm really worried that February is getting too stacked, though. No, it's fine. Absolutely fine. Uh, and last of all... Um, Knowing Jeff Keighley, we ended with Death Stranding Director's Cut. We got a 10-minute deep dive into the quality of life changes that have been added to the game. Uh, so we now have jet boosters so we can jump off the, the bloody snowy mountain and just kind of glide our way down. Uh, they, re they re upped on the cargo cannon that we saw. You can now do six stunts on your jet, jet booster bikes. Um, they've added in... Uh, basically like a training sim where you can replay bosses from the game there's gun ranges new story missions they've they've done um they've reworked the, like the melee combat to be uh, closer to that of metal gear solids seems good yeah so i watched like i am keen we've discussed that how we are both keen to replay mm. death stranding uh the new the new story missions is what interests me because that's yeah. what i loved about the game in the, in the game itself, aside from the boss fights, I rarely fired the gun. So the gun range is interesting. I get to, to use a lot of the guns or whatever and try it. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of these uh, quality of life uh, items are awesome, like the buddy and the... Um, <laughs> the buddy just carries you now you're like i don't want to i don't want to walk you can you just sit on your buddy and he's got he's got all your packages for you you just just ride him yeah. along it's, yeah, but cool. uh the, the thing that, that i'm i i was i think we commented about it being uncertain on it anyway and then on top of that looking at it here uh they showed the 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 track the racetrack mm -hmm. and then they showed that truck looking thing how it was having such a hard time taking that corner and i'm like that is not a good showcase because one of the things that this game did not the best, like I remember playing it going, hmm, I, mean, I, don't, I don't remember seeing them going, hmm, how good are the vehicle controls in this game? So from the, a the, racing perspective... Most, most of my deaths became from like shitty vehicle control and getting yeah. stuck on like a pebble. Yep. And then the, the, the guys would just like... And get you. Yep. Because you were stuck in the car. Straight yeah. up. Absolutely. And like that's the thing that I'm, I'm like... Is the racetrack really the right decision on on that? Yeah, I guess it's silly and it's fun, but not what I would seek out. Yeah. Still going to play it, though. Something that I'm sure we would play, Max, if it ever fucking happens, is uh, The Last of Us 2 multiplayer. Uh, so there's been the longest rumbling for the longest times about a The Last of Us 2 multiplayer factions, or believe, presumably factions, very similar to that of the first it has been pretty pretty quiet and with the game coming out near on a year and two months so about 14 15 months we would, we would think we'd be hearing something soon however you'd be disappointed uh naughty dog jobs on twitter posted quote naughty dog is hiring across multiple disciplines for the studio's first standalone multiplayer game exclamation mark end quote Co-game director Vinit Ajuai uh, also took to Twitter saying, quote, we're aggressively hiring. Appa uh, apply if you want to be part of bringing the cinematic experience between players in our new standalone multiplayer action game, end quote. So they're looking for um, game designers, level designers, sound designers, um, multiplayer backend, 
Like they're looking for a lot of roles. And if they're only aggressively hiring now for it, I can only assume that it's still a while off. Yeah, that like that's presuming that it is for The Last of Us, which it may, yeah. that's the only thing that really checks out um, from the information that is currently known or, or spoken about or, or leaked. Um, there's only one thing that this this level of specificity can only connect to. So, we'll guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, now, I know... Oh, of course, you put you put some news to get you going. So this will be fun. Just a, just a heads up. Apparently, my recording stopped for a while. That's all right. That's fine. We can use the stream audio. Yeah. All right, all right, Max. I'm going to lean back so you can uh, start wow. gushing about the Destiny Two. So just before Gamescom, uh, Bungie had their showcase for uh, the upcoming Witch Queen release, uh, the expansion for Destiny Two. Uh, this is set to release February 22nd. Yet another game that's coming out in February. Uh, so this is going to revamp the light subclasses over the course of its year, I believe year five. So they're going to work on uh, the arc, the, the arc, the void and the solar subclasses. They will not be adding a new darkness subclass, which we got um, this year in, in the form of stasis. They announced we will be getting new dungeons or raids every three months with the lineup of the seasons that will progress through uh, the year uh, of uh, the Witch Queen. Uh, they have announced that there will be a new weapon type called the Glaive, which is going to be the first first-person melee weapon available in the game. Uh, weapon crafting is being added to the game along with the return of the Legendary Difficulty Campaign. Uh, they teased and uh, they introduced uh, the Hive, being uh, the Witch Queen being a, a Hive boss. They have introduced Hive Guardians that wield the power of the light. Uh, so they had subclasses of the, the Hunter, the Titan, and the Warlock in Hive form. So that looks really, really cool and interesting. They also announced a 30th year anniversary event happening this December with a themed dungeon. Uh, and the uh, exotic rocket launcher, the Galahorn, returning fan favorite of Destiny 1. Uh, and then obviously, as I alluded to earlier, that I've been playing the new season, Season of the Lost, will be uh, launched straight after the end of this showcase and will run all the way up until the launch of the Witch Queen next year. Ah. So they're adding, a, obviously, a bunch of content. Um they're they're trying to line up the the light classes to be similar to that of the the darkness classes of stasis where you have uh different aspects that are equipable that will change up the way the class works they're trying to um, neaten everything up uh which is a good thing because some of them are very convoluted at the moment uh being ha having a little bit more freedom in the way your class is set up is, is always a good thing mm -hmm. Uh, the fact that they've announced that, the, that we will have either raids or dungeons. So raids are their big end game six player content. Uh, dungeons are um, generally shorter and and a little bit easier than what raids are, but they're for three they're they're three man content. Uh, but yeah, it looks really good. I'm very very interested to see how how they how they progress this story because it, the the last two seasons have been leading up to what we uh, will be doing in the Witch Queen. No, so, did, did, so the, the seasonal the seasonal storytelling that they've been doing to lead up to this has been really fantastic. All right, so in terms of the of, of this showcase of this information, does everything coming up Millhouse 
for Max. Yeah. Um, it uh, the fact that because obviously this this was due out at the back end of this year, it got delayed uh, into next year. So having having it be early on in the year, I think is is fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I was very happy with everything that they they announced. Um, should be good. I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. I am con- I am like I said, now that because Destiny is such a big game that requires. Uh, especially how they've been doing their storytelling on a weekly basis i am concerned that february is going to be quite difficult having horizon zero uh horizon forbidden west due out four days prior to this sifu's releasing the day of this like february got real busy real quick yeah yeah, especially for you, like for me, it's, yeah. Feb, Feb seems pretty for, okay. For you who doesn't have the like the big MMO style game, um, you know, yeah, does make it a little everything bit is Gucci for me. All um, right, quick bits. Let's get in there. The lighter and the revised PS5 model that we discussed uh, previous weeks is currently available now in Australia. Uh, however, it is a different skew. The pre- the model previously reported was the digital only edition. However, uh, Australia has received a new. Uh, product number skew of a ps5 disc version which is the 300 grams lighter which does have the new thumb screw or the grip screw yeah so uh, it's a it's available in australia and the uk i forgot to list yeah them. yeah so previously it was just the australia and then a little bit later so uh my theory on this is that we're now starting to see the consoles that are coming out of the not fox cons uh Site can remember mm. talking about having building out a Taiwan, I think, with a different chip size. Uh, that was the big thing from memory. Uh, so it looks like they're finally hip, uh, hitting ships and getting out. Uh, so I think we'll be seeing these more spread. If if PlayStation can deliver out of two separate locations, it looks as if we may be able to go down a path to to meet uh, some of that uh, d- demand around uh, the PS5. Hopefully. Uh, Little Nightmares 2 is now available on a on natively on the PS5 uh, with two separate modes, one which is 60 FPS with ray tracing and the other being 30 frames at a 4K res. It is a free upgrade, Max. Free! No dollary dues required. Assassin's Creed Odyssey will also be receiving a patch to run at 60 frames per second on, F, uh, on the PS5 uh, with a new patch on the way. So no PS5 version, just a nice, uh, nice uh, uh, increase in the frames. Uh, and then finally, Rocket League uh, will also be getting a patch. This time, adding a a pull your dick a, a, a dick on the table, impressive 120 frames per second uh, in a, in on the PS5 version in performance mode, while delivering a above standard 60 frames per second at 4K in their high resolution mode. So uh, they're like, ah, it's just one training frames. It's cool. Just, ah, it's just 4K60. Nah, it's nothing. 4K60. Uh, next up, we have top 10 PlayStation 4 games. Uh, the best-selling top 10 PS4 games for the week, ending 22nd of In August. Australia. In Australia. Number 10, we have Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Number 9, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number 8, Need for Speed Heat. Number 7, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Number 6... FIFA 21. Number five, PlayStation Hits Gran Turismo Sport. Number four, Red Dead Redemption 2. Number three, PlayStation Hits God of War. Number two, Madden 22. Is that Madden 22? Sure is. And number one, again, back in top spot, (laughs) GTA 5. Fucking hell. Just actually hell. 
So I wonder, with the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut sitting at number seven, I wonder how they pull those numbers because I think like the the PlayStation Five upgrade, the PS4 and the PS4 version all have different SKUs. So I wonder how it would be interesting to see what the numbers are if it included the PS5 sales as well, because obviously this is just the list for PS4. I presume this is just people that just bought the disc, like as in went and yeah. bought the version of it. Like I don't think it counts the upgrades or anything. All right, so here are the upcoming releases. Uh, so Rustler coming to PS4 and PS5 on the 31st. Uh, Kiwi, uh, PS4, PS5 on the 31st. Monster Harvest, a game that I've been fucking keen for the longest time, uh, is coming on PS4 on uh, August 31st. Pardon me, WRC 10 is coming to PS4 and PS5 September 2nd. Rico London coming uh, to PS4 September 2nd. Golf Club Wasteland coming to PS4 on September 3rd. Uh, Kitaria Fables, uh, PS4, PS5 on September 3rd. That wraps up the show. Oh, we should also mention, we did receive a review code for I Expect You to Die uh, 2 on PSVR. Um, I've not been able to, I've not set up the PSVR yet. Um, I will, I will try that. and check it out this week because my PSVR is still set up. Yeah, uh, so I, I, well, I'm keen as fuck to play it. So um, I will... I will put the effort in and move this table around and, and play in here for a little bit with it, which should be, which should be fun. It looks, it does look like a lot of fun. <sighs> All right. Big thank you everyone for joining us as always. Uh, I hope you enjoyed your time here. Big shout outs to the following, uh, to, as, as we say, we do record this, uh, on, uh, uh on Twitch live every week as on a Saturday Australian time in the afternoon at 4 p.m. Uh, so we in the, in that time we re we received a follow from Hoss double zero three one two underscore thank you and Delicate Stone came in with a resub uh, for his eleventh month thank you very much Lloyd love you long time Max send us home this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at eight a.m. on podcast services including Apple Podcasts and Spotify and nine a.m. on those YouTube's. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us come and check out our socials facebook discord instagram and twitter all of those links can be found in the description below if you want to join us as the conversation happens head over to twitch.tv slash the pop cultures where you can watch us record this show live where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show like many 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 awesome people have i say many that's way too many like some people have uh <laughs> uh we love we love having people become part of the show we'd like to hear your thoughts uh as we go it, it it is great uh if you want to support the show you can tell your friends tell your family about this playstation pod if you are on podcast services be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review or if you're on youtube be sure to like subscribe comment below i endeavor to answer every single comment if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopcultures, as well as our merchandise store, bookcourse.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players.